Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Now, Frankie, it's been a while since we last caught up. Feels like Villa still have Martin O'Neill in charge, but we thought it would be a good opportunity during the international break to look back on Villa's start for the season. And as ever, Frankie, you will be serving up another one of your very spicy questions. But in the meantime, Frankie, before we get into all that, uh, it has been such a long time. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. It feels like we haven't seen each other since about the year 2008. <laughs> it's been a very long time. It's back, been a very back, long time. Back when the financial crisis began and <laughs> still living with now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Very nostalgic for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, basically, it's just been wedding season for me. I've just been traveling to Germany for a Villa fan's wedding. Uh, Rich Stevens, give him a shout out. Top man. Uh, that was a great wedding, and then uh, uh, in Wales as well for another wedding for Alice. That was who we both know from uh, our time uh, studying together, and that was again really one two wonderful events. So yeah, it's just been wedding season for me, and then the one weekend that I actually had free to watch Aston Villa. Uh, well, the game got cancelled. Um, so last time we spoke, there's been a new prime minister, a new monarch. It's, yeah, it's all been yeah. kicking off, hasn't it's it? All, it's all been kicking off. Yeah, it's all been kicking off. I mean, granted, I'm, I imagine a lot of our audience are wondering, despite all the flux that's been going on, they must be thinking, where is the next instalment of All Villa, No Filler? Oh, where, you know, because we are the, you know, the steadying presence. You know, the yeah. Queen's go- now the Queen's gone. Yeah. We, are, we are the glue that holds this nation together. So I think they'll be wondering, <laughs> you know, when, when is the next, when is the next podcast? Well, uh, here, here it is. Everybody refreshing Spotify at all times. Like, oh, come on. Where is it? There's like there's like twenty other Villa podcasts, but like that, that's the one I need. It's like I, I need I need I need you guys to help me through what is what are unsettled waters, um, <laughs> uncharted territory. We're, we are ships upon a a stormy sea. <laughs> we are the lighthouses guiding yeah. people home to safe <laughs> refuge. Yeah. Um, but listen, we're we're here now. I mean, to be honest as well, you know, I've been I've been away a, a bit. Yeah. We've just been sort of passing each other. A little yeah. bit uh, as well. Really? So, um, it's so, a mad uh, month, really, isn't it? Yeah. It, has, it has been a very, it has been a very, very mad month. But listen, we're we're back now where we belong. Um, yeah. To uh, on to Zoom, you... <laughs> on Zoom, chatting, uh, chatting away. So yeah, we're going to talk about. Um, I think the first thing we need to talk about because we didn't do it at the time um, mm. was the Southampton game. Yeah, and uh, you know it was, it was a bit of a funny one because it's a, it's a win, Frankie. Yeah. It's a win. But um, what did you, what did you make of it? Because it wasn't, it wasn't all plain sailing. To keep the um, sailing yeah. analogy going a bit, a, a bit more. I, t- I tend to, I like, I tend to enjoy watching Villa. That might sound um, somewhat unbelievable, but I do enjoy watching Villa most of the time. But even though it was a win, I thought I just couldn't stand watching it. Like. <laughs> I just like I can't believe I'm talking like this, but all week I've been like, is there anything that can make me feel better about it? Three points, Jacob Ramsey scores a goal. Yeah. You know, that's all good. But like it was one of the worst villa games I've seen since we came back into the Premier League, I think. What was so okay, so what for you made it so bad? Well, Southampton were absolutely atrocious, right? Is there a case that Defensively, we were solid and gave them nothing. Yeah, there probably is. Um, you know, they're, I wouldn't say their attacking line is particularly 
um, threatening. I wouldn't say Che Adams and Armstrong, I think, mm. really. like That's not a particularly Premier League, top elite Premier League attacking lineup, I would argue. No. But overall, you know, Tyron Mings did a really good job and he's really bounced back well from, you know, a difficult start to the season for him. Um, but overall, I just thought, like, Villa going forward, I mean, wh- what is it? Like, it's been saying this for weeks, but we get to the final third and it's like, Villa just don't know what to do. Um, mm. It's just cross the ball into the box and hope for the best. Um, and that's weird to see when you've got players of the quality of, particularly Emi Buendia and Coutinho, they're players you think are intricate and can work some decent passes and, you know, get somebody like Ollie Watkins in on the run. But mm. to me, it just looks like we're crossing the ball into the box. And, you know, Leon Bailey was, you know, he's incredibly inconsistent. Does he work better in a counter-attacking team? Probably. I thought he was not great against Southampton, if I'm honest. I know he got the goal against City, a really good goal before the week before. But... um I thought it was a terrible game and I thought it was a performance that watching it, I was like, I don't honestly know what I can get excited about here with Villa. I don't really know what it is we're building here. I don't know where we're going. And to me, it was just Southampton were less bad. Sorry, Villa were less bad than Southampton, who were truly terrible. I saw Jeff Stelling, right? It was one of the worst Premier League games he'd seen. And to be fair, I'm not sure I'd go that far because believe me, I've seen some howlers, but it wasn't great. And um, Villa's attacking play in the final third, as we saw against Arsenal uh, when we lost 2-1 at the Emirates, and as we've seen pretty much all season, it's not good. And I feel incredibly sorry for Ollie Watkins because what he's working with is, you know, this is a guy who's not six foot ten or seven mm. foot, you know, so just <laughs> winning headers all the time. He's He's having to work with long balls coming into him uh, you know, chasing defenders all game long. And then when he finally gets the ball into his feet, you know, it's it's quite difficult because you, you're not really up to speed a lot of the time. Your, your touch maybe not isn't at it. Mm. I don't know. I feel sorry for Watkins playing in that role. And to be quite frank, I'm just not quite sure what it is Villa are building. And I, my fears of that, even though we won that game against Southampton, were just entrenched even more from watching that game. I mean... God, I sound like such a moany person. It's like sitting <laughs> in a pub in Soliol next to the biggest moany you've ever met in your life. But, you know, what What do you think, George? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just looked like two bad football teams playing bad football. Terrible. Um, it was terrible. It was, it, was, it was a really bad game of football to watch. Um, I mean, even the goal was super scrappy, wasn't it? It was yeah. sort of, just sort of legs everywhere. And then eventually Ramsey got his on, uh, on the ball and it's cannoned off the crossbar into the back of the net. Um, yeah kind of summed summed it up really um yeah i mean i just echo what you say really frankly despite the fact that obviously the last two games have been positive results a point against man city that's was true really expected. Yeah. um and uh i would say we we did play well considering the opposition against city mm. good value for the point um so so that you know the, the, it seemed like perhaps there were green shoots of recovery there Mm. And and as I said at the start of this conversation, it's really difficult or sort of insinuating. It's difficult to criticise a win when you mm. get three points, particularly given the start of the season that we've had. Yeah. But it was it was still the same problems that we've had since the start of the season. No sense of identity, 
no real sense of tactical awareness, yeah. playing a style of football that don't doesn't really suit the players that we have on the pitch. And if we were trying to do that, then it wasn't working in terms of like the connectivity between defence midfield and then especially between midfield and attack. Watkins again looking incredibly isolated as he has done pretty much all season. Um, yeah, and and it, yeah, it was just it was just a really strange win to celebrate. Um, mm, yeah. And then if you if you went on social media as as well, and we often say you know social media, Twitter is not the best barometer for kind of mm. a true sense of what Villa fans feel but you get a fair sense of it I suppose on on social media and then on Twitter but yeah mm. no one was particularly pleased with the win which is pretty odd yeah and and then and then just kind of as an aside uh you know Kamara's injury which we now know oh, is a damage so he'll be out for a couple of months you know that compounds the sort of negativity around the performance mm. um so yeah, that is that is not good. But listen, you know what? Before the, before we had this conversation, Frankie, I made a list. I made a list of pros and cons of the Southampton performance, and I feel like and the result. And I feel like we've um, we focused a bit too much on the negativity. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read out some of my positives. Granted, there aren't that many, but okay. there are some. Okay. So fundamentally, second end of the season. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Another three points, six yeah. points. Uh, well, uh, two two wins, clean sheet. We've often criticised the defence uh, so far this season of being has been a bit shaky. I think yeah. probably particularly since the Carlos injury. But you know, Ming, as you said, Mings is um, uh, you know he's 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 really sort of up upped his levels a bit. I think which is which is good to see considering obviously there was a big issue with him and Gerard at the start of the season. So that's good to see. Gerard mentioned as well post match. He talked about grinding out the win. Mm-hmm. Shows a little bit of fight, a bit of character. That's been lacking, I think, so far this season after the, another decent performance. Well, it wasn't a good performance against Southampton, but a good performance against Man City. So potentially, are we are we on the right track now? Oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, good to see Ramsey score. He hasn't started the season. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of pressure on him because he had the breakout season last season. People often talk about, you know, that second season being really difficult. Mm-hmm. Looks like it has been. So that goal will do him the world of good. And hey, it's still great seeing Dougie shooting from corners. Yeah, that's, so, that's true. It's, I it's do real, love it. Every time he lines up for the corner flag, you hear the whole <laughs> crowd. Shoot. Shoot. I mean, and then he real... does and it nearly goes in every time. It's, like... <laughs> it's a real niche thing. I mean, I love it. I don't know how long he can keep doing that for because people just be like, right, he's just going to shoot from here, isn't he? It feels um, like, like children's football. Like yeah. as a kid, like. You're just like the, the, the goalkeeper would always be tiny. So be like, if you just whip a corner, maybe it will go over him. And... I just love it. He scored two goals direct from a corner. It's in like a week as well. It's absolutely mad. Um, so, so yeah. Astonishing. I love that. So, so there, there are things to focus on in mm. terms of from like a positive slant. But yes, I think we can both agree it wasn't. It wasn't the best. And um, no. and I think, to be honest, like this international break slash period of mourning we've had for our queen, uh, which has cancelled, you know, other games, um, has has meant that we've had a bit of time really to maybe reevaluate uh, where we are. Mm-hmm. And an- another thing is, uh, is I was thinking about kind of the, the, the Critchley effect, the Neil Critchley effect, obviously our, our new assistant coach who... Yeah. I think I think you know if you speak to any Blackpool fan, will tell you that in terms of his tactical awareness, he seems pretty 
switched on. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this break has given him a bit more time to kind of have a think about where, where he can help Gerard from a tactical perspective mm-hmm. um, and be that kind of new Michael Beal, the second coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, maybe, you know, this is what we needed to get our, you know, our batteries recharged and, and go again against Leeds at the start of next month. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not positive by any stretch. Yeah. I'm never positive, but I'm, I'm not kind of like, you know, head stuck in the mud, sort of crying here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I mean, look, the positive for me was that uh, I won't say what remote location I was in for uh, the wedding, but um, I did walk into a pub to try and find the villa game. And it was one of those pubs where you walk in and absolutely everyone stares at you. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody stares. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, uh, there was a big screen in there and I thought, uh, not feeling too keen on watching the game here as the mm. lone Villa fan with everyone staring at me. So I uh, yeah. <laughs> went back to the the uh, the B and B and watched it on my laptop there. And um, uh, you know that was, I mean, I don't know. I just spent the whole game being like, "What am I watching?" It's it's like Steve Bruce football. It just did. It felt like it was hitting yeah. hope. Um, you know. There's some teams who would have turned up and absolutely destroyed us. Um, but there's other teams who are not necessarily great, like Southampton, and we'll just eke out results against them. That's kind of how it looks at the moment. And so when Gerard sort of roared his, you know, cheered at the 90th minute mark, I was like, well, I'm glad you're excited because tell you what, like, I, I found that hard going. Um mm. I'm going to continue to say that I don't know what it is we're going to, but you mentioned Critchley, you know, he is a new coach and Maybe he can imprint some style on the team that maybe will come good in the next few weeks and we'll start to think, oh, all right, well, you know, after a terrible start, to, well, yeah, terrible start to the season, I think, performance-wise, um, maybe we can come good and it'll all click. But, you know, at the moment, in that, particularly in the final third, I'm just not seeing it. Um, just... Hope, hope with the sort of attacking quality we have that we can start to see it in the next few weeks. And yeah, the injuries suck. Um, they're not great. But, you know, a lot of people have praised Stephen Jarrett's post-match interview after the Southampton game. Um, what do you? What did you think of it? It was, you know, he, as is quite often the case for Stephen Gerrard, he, he talks a good game, but, you know, what did, what yeah. did you think? Um. I, I mean, I can I can understand the relief in getting the win, yeah, because he absolutely acknowledged that um, there was a lot of noise um, and there's been a lot of criticism on him. He, 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 you know, as a manager, I'm sure he was feeling the pressure, particularly after you know the Arsenal game, yeah. Um, you know, because we obviously then had Man City up next. People were like, well, you know, you're not getting anything there. Yeah, so, exactly. so, but he was probably thinking is you know, neck was on the block a little bit. Yeah. So to get that result and that point against Man City gave him a bit of credit. And then to follow that up with a win, you know, mm-hmm. in black and white, you know, that's what it says. One nil Villa. That again, sort of means that as far as he sees it, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Mm. Um, yeah. He does talk a good game. He comes across as someone who's uber confident. And as a fan, you kind of really want and hope that that confidence um, 
rubs off on the on the players. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um I think a lot of how he talks to the media is is kind of a bit of a show and as an a, a bit of a sort of a an act in many ways. At least again, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of hope so because you know um people talk about his relationship with Tyrone Mings. We only get that from how he talks to the media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, behind closed doors, it might be something completely different. And maybe they do have a really good relationship and, and maybe his relationship with players is different from how he portrays himself mm. to the media. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm still not there with him. I think it's mm. fair to say that you're not either. And I think no, if you ask not. a lot of Villa fans, possibly the majority as things stand, they might yeah. say the same thing that we're not entirely sold on it. Yeah. I mean, if we go back to our, um, you know, previous shows since the season began, um, the fact that, you know, he's had a full preseason now and, 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 and two transfer windows where he's been bringing in very high profile players on big wages and big on fees. big wages. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, with that then become, then comes that increased expectation. He'll know that. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think he should have any qualms about our, like our reaction as fans. Like he knows the score. Um, so, and he himself said that the target is top 10. So the pressure, you know, he's put pressure on himself to achieve what we all want yeah. the club to achieve. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I, I basically, I sort of kind of stopped listening to what he's been saying. I think I just want to see, um, I just want to see see it i i i, I, I don't mm. care i almost don't care what he says uh, yeah. i just want to see i just want to see uh i just want to see performances and obviously results but but obviously before you'd like to think performances lead to lead to results and with the players that we've got we should be performing better fundamentally yeah. that is it i mean getting a win is great but if you play like it's you know <laughs> you know it's it's you've got coutinho there you've got as you said you've got Buendia, you've got playmakers you've got people who are good footballers so to mm. play the way we've been playing it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work for me so nah. i need to start i need to start seeing the team playing well, like they should the, th- the thing i would say is that he got a lot of praise for that in- for that interview and i think what he said about mings was you know good you know fair enough he sort of said you know we wanted to take the pressure off tyrone because he's and focus on his own game rather than everyone else's all right fine in a way he's kind of rectifying the sort of very clumsy stuff he said earlier this season which could only have served you know to potentially alienate Mings you know about looking him in the eye and all that mm-hmm. but you know the, the the fear I get a little bit is uh, of you know in life you meet people who are like middle managers right who they 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 talk the talk right they talk a good game they look the part they dress smart you know wear all the right stuff all that and so you think like right well, that this this some this guy or this girl or whoever they they know what they're doing, but then you look at like what they're producing and you're like, actually, they're talking the talk, but are they walking the walk really? <laughs> I don't think they are. And you look at like so when you look at the res- the way Villa are playing, as good as Gerard is at talking, it's it's not really been matched in the performances. So I think as you said, you know, it's. At some point, after you know, he's he's not far off a year at Villa now. You know, it's not a million miles away. Yeah, and still, it doesn't feel like we really know what or what we want or what what he wants. And you know, eventually, it might click, as I said before. And I we all hope it does. But it's 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 not 
looking that way at the moment. I'll be amazed if it does happen. You know, suddenly we we click and we're winning games every other week. But um, hopefully it does because uh, and hopefully we can become uh, we can be a bit more attractive going forward as well because uh, I mean I'm not sure how many people will be how many neutrals will be wanting to watch Villa Southampton again games like that going forward no yeah definitely not um yeah I mean yeah as, as you say it's 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 all in it's all in what we see on the pitch isn't it yeah. fundamentally so yeah you know we've got we've got some games coming up now um you know Leeds uh Forest yeah, uh, and then I think we've got Chelsea at home. Then um, the, the other next three. So um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just I just don't know. I I could cut. I could I could sit here and and say to you, well, out of those games, I would expect us to get X amount of points. But yeah, uh, you know, um, we're, no we're just in a, I've, I don't have a clue. No I idea. we could get hammered by any number of those clubs, or we could maybe eke out a win or a or get. But I I don't know. Um, and that that just I mean, that's where we are at the moment. We are a very inconsistent side. Um again. Yeah. Like, again. Yeah. Like... I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um oh. we'll see, Frankie. We'll see. All villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Things are about to get very hot and heavy here on the All Villa No Filler podcast as I ask this, the spicy question. Today, George, I'm asking you, we both felt Villa could easily finish top half when we made our pre-season predictions. We were somewhat reluctant about it, but, you know, we said it can happen. Why not? Mm. we got the talent. Mm. Well, after five or six games of the season in, where do you think Villa are going to finish now? Are you any clearer on it? You know how we um, we obviously go back to our predictions at the end of the season and have a laugh about it. It's yeah. weird that literally six games in the season we could probably do that now. Yeah, we? yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's not even it's not even October, and we could yeah. we could just have a laugh about our preseason predictions. Um, uh okay right so we're 15th at the moment i believe after seven games yeah you know what i am gonna say yes okay i think we will finish in the top 10 Ooh. still oh, wow. i mean i say that through sort of as you well you can see my expression the good, yeah uh that's the, that's the face i have when i look into the sun <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't want to do it but you do it anyway Oh, oh god um yeah i mean uh, yeah 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 why not um so the reason so the reason why i think we will is because who's around us in the table teams which are kind of equally inconsistent and people think you know um the top the top six will be the top six in whatever order they finish mm-hmm. um but then you know if you look outside of that will fulham maintain that position where they are i mean who knows they are playing really well but you kind of think over the course of the season there'll be something that happens which means that they might just fall down a little bit yeah uh brighton post graham potter we think they'd probably dip down the table slightly newcastle are still a team in sort of transition clearly um they've had a few inconsistent results uh recently you know i'm not saying they can't finish in the top 10 but either but like you know we are all kind of about the same sort of position brentford Mm -hmm. you know the other teams around us are like 
they're playing a little bit like us, you know? Yeah. Um, so that makes me think that, that it's, it's a, it's a very distinct possibility. It's not like there are clubs that are far and away, you know, better than us. It's just not happening. If we're yeah. being honest, even though the performances are bad in black and white on paper, you know, we're actually, you know, we're not far from the top 10 at all. We're 15. Um, you know, as I said previously, hopefully um, we'll start to see the tactical impact of Critchley kicking in. Mm. Um, you know, more time working with the players on the training field, getting getting a sense of who we are as, as a as a as a team and and kind of what formations best suit us. Giving Gerard a hand, obviously they do know each other from their Liverpool days, so you'd like to think there's a nice personal connection there, which will facilitate that sort of bedding in process for Critchley. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will that will start sooner rather than later. We don't have to wait till you know next season to see kind of his thoughts sort of appear on the on the football pitch. So that gives me a bit of confidence. And and to be honest, you know, like if you ask me, did we have a good transfer window? I mean, granted, two of our big signings are now crocked, but um, yeah. you know, we signed and Luca Dean as well. Don't and Luca, Luca Dean, Dean we haven't mentioned. Yeah, he's he's out for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, so not that. I mean that that side of things makes me think that maybe we can't you know the fact that we've got three key players out for quite some and cat matty cash yeah 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 so you're, that i mean that's polish like, super, being right? swayed here already to think maybe we can't finish the top time but no i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna be positive but ben reckon the donker okay they're not everybody's cup of tea i think when they came in people were like oh really but if you think about it right so they're exper- yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. They're experienced, they're international players, they're good, they're a good age. I think Benerick's 27. Uh, sorry, uh Dendonka's 27, Benerick's 26. Yeah. Premier League experience. Premier League experience, international players, you know, Benerick's plays with cash, you know. Benerick, like to think, yeah. Benerick's on loan and Dendonka was eleven million quid, I think. That's right. right. Yeah. Prem- yeah. It's not not much, it, is it really? It's, it's not much. I think it's a it's a it's a those are good deals as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, mm-hmm. other villa fans might feel differently. But I think, you know, the fact they're international players, they'll be wanting to prove themselves ahead of the World Cup in November. So mm-hmm. that can only help us, again, as far as I can I can see it. And also with Kamara being injured, you'd think, I'd think then Donka will probably come in yeah. uh, and play in that position, that sort of CDM role. And he yeah. is, you know, as, as we've been talking about since last season, really, we've always kind of called for a big physical commanding player to play in that role. Mm-hmm. He fits the bill, um, you know. So, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. I'm, I'm, I'm confident he'll do a good job. Mm. So, so that, as I say, that will help us. And then, if you look kind of more kind of macro, uh, Ger- Gerard was a bit of a slow burner at Rangers, wasn't he? I mean, as yeah. you say, he's he's had a year in charge of us. You know, now could be the time where you know he puts his foot down a bit, and we do start to see some more improvements Could uh, in the same yep. in the same way it happened for rangers so yep. um those are the positives uh things which make me think that we can't do it are obviously we're still at the moment don't seem to have this sense of identity as i mentioned very limited tactical analysis that we can see on the pitch yeah. so kind of kind of who who are we as a club what do we want to do what sort of football do we play i don't know um maybe yeah. that will get ironed out in the sort of next few games with, you know, but there's little evidence of that as far as I can see. Uh, and also, as you mentioned, Frankie, injuries to key players. Kamara's out for two months. Carlos is out, well, for the foreseeable, really. You'd, you'd think he probably won't be back until at least the end of the season. Yeah. And 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 Dina has got a stress fracture, I think. So so he'll be out for a while. So that's unbelievable. 
that is disappointing to say the least. Well, so that will hinder us, no doubt, and cash as well. So that will hinder us. But I'm, yeah, I, I think I'm going to say a positive tenth is still within. Cash. Okay. Mm. I think we're on course to, um, yeah, see quite a lot of Ludwig August Stinson, who we signed on loan. Um, yeah, who severe fans kind of think, well, you know, he wasn't great for us. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, we're going to find out. Apparently, he's a bit of an attacking fullback, so we'll see. We'll see how he gets on. Um, you know, proud tradition of Scandinavian players at the Villa, so hopefully, he can be another Scandi player who performs for us. Um, mm. And then uh, also Dendonka, as you say, I think. It to be honest, that's. Probably quite a canny signing at the end of the transfer window. Um, he played a lot for Wolves, you know, like the, the three or four seasons he was there, he was 33, 34 games a season for them, mm. really. So, you know, he's a, he's a pretty, he was a pretty integral player for them for a long spells. And um, yeah, he is quite, he's, he's a bit of physicality in the middle, which, you know, we've, we have lacked for quite a while. Um, fans will argue that McGinn perhaps should be dropped in place of Louise or Dendonka. Um, but McGinn's captain. I don't really see how that's going to happen that he gets dropped. But um, you know, does does he need to pick up his performances? Arguably, yeah. I don't think he's been as good as he can be this season. Um, well, he's you know he scored for Scotland, didn't he, a couple of days ago he or did. yesterday? So um, seems hopefully... to score quite a lot for Scotland. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Hopefully, he can bring that form back to Villa Park. Yeah. Um, you know, we all love John McGinn, of course, to do. You know, the history he's had with Villa. Um, but hopefully he can up his form a bit. But yeah, I mean, the injuries, you know, when you see teams that get that many injuries, you know, the most recent one I can think of is Liverpool a couple of seasons ago. And it does affect you. You mm. know, of course it does. And so I think that it's it's going to affect Villa in in the, in the coming weeks, particularly, I think, Kamara. He was our best player, I think, so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just a really gutting loss, really. Um, so we're back. To and you think he's he's probably done for the World Cup now, isn't he? Really, if you yes. think about it. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, that World Cup might benefit us with all these injuries. You know, it gives us a month to just get a couple of players back back up to speed, and um, mm. you know, we're probably going to need it. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm not particularly optimistic we're going to get top ten. I'm afraid with the injuries and with the way we've been playing. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows, maybe it can all kind of um, just, we hit some pattern of play in the final third that works. And uh, instead of just hopeful balls into the box to poor old Ollie Watkins ch- chasing everything, um, we find a way that uh, that, that uh, becomes more intricate and um, there's more patterns of play in the final third that, uh, that, that Villa suddenly click. Um we look. We don't look like we're particularly close to that right now, but uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm still nervous about whether we could get dragged into a relegation battle. Um, there's there's other teams that I think are probably worse than us for sure, um, definitely on paper. But uh, but yeah, I'm um, thinking at the moment we're heading towards a season not dissimilar to last season, um, which is a bit of a disappointment, really. Uh, yeah. Um, particularly, yeah. you know, yeah, I, th- I think at the moment I'd I'd say thirteenth, fourteenth is where we look at the moment. Yeah, maybe you're right. Just, hey, oh. listen, listen, uh, you, you know, ahead of the Southampton game, obviously we we um, 
we uh, had a minute's silence, I think, for the for the Queen. Of course, now now Prince William is now uh, Prince of Wales, mm-hmm. um, big Villa fan, and 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 I think Gerard mentioned, you know, we we sort of did did him proud uh, with our result against Southampton. So if we can channel, keep channeling that, yeah, just think of think of the Prince of Wales, think yes. of, think of Prince William just for the rest of the season. If that's what it takes to win games of football, I want a picture of him in our dressing room. <laughs> Um, that they can just sort of look at before they walk out onto the pitch yeah. and think, okay, boss, this one's for you. Yeah. And then and going and then just go and deliver, just get a win. Just think of that Prince photo. Of think of that picture of him when he was like that in the playoff final where he had his face like covered. <laughs> final 15 minutes from Derby were putting all the pressure on. Um, and then like when we, you know, think of that positive image of him jumping with John Carew when we scored. Yeah. Did you did, did did you see? Have you seen that the All or Nothing um, series with Arsenal? Mm. Have you seen I any have, of that? I haven't seen it. No, no. I haven't so seen it, so but... Arteta's quite an intense bloke, as you can imagine. And oh, yeah. I think yeah. one of the ways that they tried to he tried to g up his players ahead of playing Brentford. You you might have seen this on just on social media anyway. Was um was it, he he brought up a tweet an Ivan Tony tweet. Mm. after Brentford had beaten them first game of last season. And it was like, it was like a nice kickabout with the boys. So yeah. what we, Gerard needs to do, you know, instead of that, obviously just get a nice, lovely picture or maybe like the gif of Prince William and John Carew dancing at Wembley and just get them, you know, get them to watch that on repeat just before going out to play and just say, this is who you're doing it for, right? <laughs> every single, every single game, the future king, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, the yeah. boss. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe, um, maybe that's what we need. So, yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, and that will get us obviously top 10. Yeah. Do you know what I think then we need to do? I think on the bus, the, the team bus, they need to play the All Villa No Filler podcast on the way in that I think that would the, the positivity that would seep <laughs> through the team as they listen to me go, I'm just not sure what the pattern of play is at the moment, really. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know what it is that we're trying to be at the moment. What's their identity? Oh yeah, I think I think our our dulcet tones would just lift the mood of the team so much and it would drive Ashley Young even more. In fairness, it's mentioned Ashley Young, he's he's done really well since he came in against uh, Man City. Fantastic performance against City. Uh, and uh, it did well again against Southampton. I, 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 I kind of love Ashley Young, really. You know, he's a bit of a, bit of a villain. All legend. is forgiven. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. It's very easy to win me around, and it one good performance. I'm like, that's class. Fair <laughs> play. He's a top man. I never, I never doubted Ashley. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think he's he has he has done very well. He has done well. Um, and um. Yeah, it will probably be a bit of a patchwork side against Leeds at the start of next month. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about that game close to the time. Um, as I said, this this show was just a bit of a a bit of a catch. Keep in touch, yeah, with our audience. Exactly. Uh, it, has, it has been a while. It has been a while. But I tell you what, Frankie, we'll um, we'll leave that there for now. And, um, and and audience all over the world, which I must say, all over the we get listeners all. I, Australia, a lot out there. America, Canada, Sweden seems to have a lot of listeners. Sweden, so Ireland, of course. My, uh, mm. I know Irish passport and all that. I love, I love <laughs> Ireland, of course. My four Irish grandparents. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's always good to know we've got so many listeners. And uh, yeah, you know, check out our website as well, allvillanofiller.com. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please yeah, yeah. do. So, yeah, a lot going do. on there. Thank you, everybody, for all the corners of the globe 
uh, for listening. I have been your host, George Alinsky. And Frankie, I will catch you later. I'll catch you later as well, George. Up the villa and hopefully we can slap Leeds away with a 3-0 win. Yeah, that's going to happen. Come on, Super Aston Villa.